0: December 12th, 2015, two men, Stephen Kubrick and David Menley, converge in Charleston to discuss matters of impending importance. The matters at hand? World War II. A topic so vast, so important, that they dedicated a whole episode of History Hangouts just to do it. What will they talk about? Will there be arguments? Will there be laughter? The world waits patiently to see. And look now, here they come. Aren't they marvelous? Go get them, boys. Give them one for freedom and one for America.
1: Well, hello there. Hey! My name's Dave. My name's Steven. Welcome to a very special episode of Bad History. Bad History. Hey, nice. Yeah, thank you. I've been practicing. This is the second episode. The second one. Of History Hangouts. History, history, history Hangouts. Hangouts. What History Hangouts is, and why it's special, and why this is a special episode, is normally Steven and I have to do this bullshit over Skype. Yep. But today,
0: I can see him, I can touch him. I can smell him. That's weird. He's right here next to me. We're right next to each other, which is really, really cool because it doesn't get to happen that
1: often. And now, instead of talking over each other because we have latency issues, (laughs) we're talking over (laughs)
0: each other because (laughs) we're assholes. Assholes. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Oh, welcome to Bad History. Bad (laughs) History! (laughs) Jesus, I'm being the front of I like it so (laughs) (laughs) far. History Hangouts. This is like our eighth time trying to record
1: this intro. But what makes this really interesting is if you're familiar with the History Hangouts episode model every topic we have which has only been one so far <laughs> we drink a specialty beverage of an alcoholic variety yeah. along with the topic and because this is the eighth take
0: <laughs> we are on refill number two yeah we uh, got ten minutes into one of them and we decided we didn't they like don't it. need to hear that shit um, edit this out steven all right we'll edit this out anyway um so what are we drinking today, Stephen? What are we drinking? Today we're drinking gin. Gin? We're going to be drinking gin. Where's gin from? Gin's from Britain. What's something that happened in Britain? Uh, World War fucking Two. That was really aggressive. <laughs> I'm keeping it. So we're going to be talking about World War Two today. Uh, the Second World War. The Second World War. Um, and... Uh, I want to. I want to give some information. Let's give. Let's give some it. numbers and, and uh, figures. Okay. Um, yeah. Two sides. There are two sides of World War II. The
1: Allies. Allies. Axis. Mm-hmm. And the main oh. parties on the Allies were <laughs> U.S. of goddamn A. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Frankie D. Roosevelt. Uh huh. The Brits with. Winston Churchill mm-hmm. And then Those sneaky Fucking Russians <laughs> The old USSR With <laughs>
0: Joseph Stalin mm-hmm. And who are we Fighting against Steven We're gonna be Fighting against Germany With uh, Adolf uh, Elizabeth Hitler Adolf Elizabeth Hitler But not oh, Germany. Nazi uh, Germany Nazi Germany Nazi <laughs> Germany um, And then The Italians With <laughs> our, good, our good pal Mussolini The Italians And um,
1: They'll never learn, they'll never learn. <laughs> And then what was the other party? The Japanese! And they were led by Hirohito-san. Mm-hmm. Now, little figures, a little figures, a few figures, not a little figures. Um, militarily, the Axis powers lost a bit over eight million soldiers. It's crazy. And the Allies, the ones who won, lost over 16 million. Now we won, boys. <laughs> uh, but it, should we? We should explain that. It gets worse when we talk about total dead involved, yeah. including civilians. Uh, so all in all, the Axis lost about twelve million. Do you know how much the Allies lost, Stephen? 61 million. In terms of, like, everybody? In terms of everybody. That's crazy. You know why? Why? Because the Soviet Union acted as a good old bullet sponge for us.
0: Oh, you're right. (laughs) Um, The Soviet Union does what it does best by throwing people at bullets. Eventually they'll run out of bullets, but (laughs) we still have people. Listen, we're not going to run out of people. I mean, we can make more children. (laughs) So we won Mm in
1: 1945 is when it was all over. Yes. Started in nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty-nine, September. And it ended one day later, September second. It started September first, ended September second. So six years Is that victory in Japan? And one day. Yeah, that's VJ Day. Okay. VJ Day being the day that we accepted the Japanese unconditional surrender. Now yes. Steven, why do the Japanese, the culture and nation that did not accept surrender, unconditionally surrendered to the United States. Well, he dropped
0: two huge fucking bombs on two other cities. Nuclear
1: bombs. Nuclear bombs. Um, which,
0: which were pretty brand spanking new at this point, they were all shiny and nice. And as
1: everybody loves to tell you who thinks they're a history buff, the Nagasaki and Hiroshima bombings were not actually the most deadly bombings that took place in World War II. The firebombing of tokyo and the firebombing of dresden and dresden tokyo i think was the biggest one i think something like a hundred thousand civilians died. that's
0: crazy go Um, usa uh so um those are just some kind of intro facts if you don't know much about world war ii um but what we're going to be focusing on today i think it would be easy for us to talk about the nazis and the holocaust and hitler and i think these are all very important things to talk about but we're not going to be talking about this today because this is bad. This history. is bad history. Um, we're going to be talking about the America side of this uh, because we are both American. We are both. We both have. Uh, we're born in America. Grew up in America. God uh, bless her. God bless her. Um, but she did some pretty shitty things, and also just some like really interesting stuff that happened. Um, so grab a glass of gin. Grab a glass of gin. Have a seat. If you're driving, don't <laughs> grab. <laughs> don't, don't, don't don't grab. Don't a glass grab gin. that glass of
1: gin. Save that gin for when you get home. Yep. And come hang out with us on History Hangouts. Was that our whole intro promo? Yeah. Was that was our intro cool. promo. Play the music.
0: <laughs> Alright,
1: Stephen. Yes. So there's one aspect of the Second World War that I think isn't spoken of enough in American schools, in American history, I got, that you I, know where I you're going. really want to talk about. Yeah, okay. for sure. So, when we think of World War II, we like to think of it as a foreign war. Yeah. We didn't really fight on American soil. I mean, we had Pearl Harbor and a right. bit of shit in Alaska. But a lot of people like to think of it as just something that happened over there, right? Mm-hmm. But World War II brought this huge culture and uh, political like t- typhoon across the United States. Things were changing for a lot of people. And not all of it was good, and yeah, I, agree I want that. to talk a little bit about World War II on the home front. Yeah. So you get all these all these men, all these young guys, who are being pressured into joining, or they're being drafted, mm-hmm. and they're going off to fight, fight the Nazis, fight the Japanese, yeah. fight the Italians, Monte Cassino. You know Guadalcanal. You got the Western Front. Let's let's talk about what was left at home. Yeah, where they went. Who was manning these factories to make these weapons and ammunitions as well as everyday goods?
0: Mm-hmm. Who were these people? Uh, I'm gonna take a stab. Stab. I'm thinking it's two groups mainly. Yes. It's uh, women and African Americans. I thought you were going to say women and
1: children. (laughs) Women and children first. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so this whole new kind of culture of saving and recycling and reusing swept across the United States because almost all of our industrial focus was on military needs, and... Uh, making bullets, making tanks, making ships, making planes. Making blankets, yeah. making, you know, ready-to-eat meals for our soldiers. And it really, this huge sort of American cultural boom of sort of help the troops do what you can, be as frugal as you can, yeah. it really took hold, and the people to adopt it the most fervently... Were, I think, the previously underutilized female workforce. Right. So these factory jobs are evacuated, but we still gotta build and we still gotta make.
0: America is going up, it's moving out. Going up, moving up. And I mean, especially during wartime, I mean, you gotta think about it, um, the amount of stuff that's being produced just exponentially increases. Making stuff. Because, I mean, like there's there's some things like a lot of factories are being forced to produce stuff for the war effort but then just in stuff in general is van- like you still have to make things that you use in your daily life you know oh yeah um so just the amount of stuff that's being produced increases um so so women are you know you see this this huge movement of women into the workforce so not only in these factories but also in typing positions um they're being used as nurses uh, and doctors, yeah, as doctors, and so I mean, you see this huge increase of women within the workforce, and this was really, really good for the United States economically because yes.
1: it really pulled us by the britches out of the Great Depression.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It was one of the big things that did it.
1: Essentially, government subsidized work, yeah, and product. You know, the product creation, and, and like they needed these soldiers to be fed, and they needed bullets in their guns, and they needed all this stuff, and it really ended the Great
0: Depression. Yeah. All these jobs, all these factory jobs, and, you know. And what's really interesting, and this is something I just thought about, is that, like, the fact that the Great Depression, in many ways, was one of the main factors that caused World War II, but it was also the thing that got us out of the Great Depression. World War Two, yeah. Yeah, which is interesting, I think, because um, and this is leaving America a little bit and going towards... Um, the German side of things, uh, a lot of people only think that the Great Depression was an American-felt phenomenon. Oh, no. Um, it was felt all over the world, because even at that point, all of our markets were intermingling. And it, it, it was felt almost hardest in yeah. post-Great War Germany. Yeah, where, where Germany, and if you know anything about World War One, you know that the Treaty of Versailles in Germany or the treaty of versailles kind of screwed over germany the hardest. Yeah, economically fucked. Yeah, I mean they had to play it was pretty much they had to pay the war reparations that they would never ever be able to pay. Yeah. Um and because of that you have people like Hitler who can rise up and say, you know, look how bad our country is. You know, I can make it great again. It kind of sounds familiar like oh someone Oh my who god, President that right fucking now. political um, <laughs> out of this. um but uh Steven, I think we need to make America great again. Yeah, uh, okay, Trump. Um my trump card, <laughs> <laughs> but so you have you know when, when the Great Depression hits Europe, the, the already really shab- like you know shabbily put together Germany is just kind of wrecked, and you see these these really famous pictures of uh, children playing with just stacks of Deutschmarks because they're literally worth nothing because the Germans are just printing out money. Yeah, people carrying
1: wheelbarrows of like billions of of, yeah. of marks going to buy <clears throat> bread. Yeah,
0: you know like. Because you could make homes out of it, Be- yeah. Because <laughs> like son. Because the Germans are just printing money at this point. Anyway, this is this is you know, we I got off topic a little bit from what we were talking about. Home but, front, but the, but on the home front, so the uh, the factories of the uh, that are that are being manned by by women, um, African Americans. There's this huge migration of Af- African Americans from the South to cities like Detroit. Um, and what's really kind of sad and like. Uh, Pretty shitty is that even during World War Two we underutilize the workforce of African Americans because we we still have this mindset that they're lesser citizens than than uh, than white males. Yeah, um, fucked up. Yeah, it's really bad. And so like you know you'll see post World War Two especially when it's even worse for them for, for African Americans you know these huge strikes especially in, in, in cities like Detroit of uh, you know they they they're just they're not hired for jobs, they're underutilized, it's it's really, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, but also, I want to talk about the culture of xenophobia, Yeah.
1: of asianophobia, sinophobia, yeah. germophobia, uh, <laughs> German. germophobia, it's not like when you're afraid of germs. But I'm afraid of Germans. Germans. Yeah. Um, and sort of like... This kind of locking in that America sort of experienced. So a lot of people are not aware that while the Holocaust was was going on in Germany, while they were Jews being picked up, numbered, and put into these concentration camps, pretty much the same thing was happening in the United States with Japanese people. They were being put into internment camps. Yeah.
0: They weren't... Let me me make something clear before... They're not death camps. They're not death camps... Uh, The Holocaust was exponentially worse than what we did to Japanese Americans. But let me just say that we were picking them up, putting numbers on them, and putting them into work camps and internment camps. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, we're not not trying to put values on these things. Yeah. They were also put into these camps. And um, we were totally guilty of things we were fighting against, you know. Uh, Germany was... Famously, you know, or Nazi Germany, I would like to say. Let me, let me hold on.
0: Yep. I would like to talk about that for a moment. Okay? We'll come back to this in a second. We've got to talk about something else right now. So,
1: Germans were not the problem. Yeah. Nazis were the problem. Nazis
0: were the problem. Okay? That's right.
1: So, like, even though it was Nazi Germany, um, it's really hard to place entirety of the blame on the German people. Yeah. because, Uh, nazism national socialism became a cult of cultivation where from birth during the 30s these children were indoctrinated and forced to believe these ways despite the beliefs of their parents you know and and they didn't really have a choice and so when war came uh, when war was declared you kind of have to blame the social institutions set up over the last 15 years, yeah. and that's what Nazism was. Well,
0: and the thing is, is that the Nazis realized this, they do this, and, um...
1: There and were yeah. so many Nazi, um, defectors, mm-hmm. or Nazis, who tried to, you know, take out members of the, you know, like... Political, political executive branch on their own. You know, like there were assassination attempts on Hitler himself from other Nazis, and there were a lot of Nazis who thought that they were just serving their country, completely unaware of the political idealism. Yeah. Now we're not saying that the Nazis weren't bad guys.
0: The Nazis were bad.
1: If the they, Nazis. If there was any war in the right. history of the world where it was a, a, a good versus black evil. and white kind of struggle, I mean. It's pretty much this one, yeah. And, and it's, it's hard to say that because history is not black and white, and everybody has a story to tell, and everybody has a side. But fuck the Nazis, yeah. and this is um, coming from a Jewish boy whose father was born in
0: Germany. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's 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 you know it's interesting to see how the how the germ or the Nazis realize the fact that you know no one's gonna really. It, it it's it, they had to work hard to get people on their side. Uh, so you know, like the the VW Bug was a creation during Nazi Germany, where it was the it was supposed to be the everyone's. Um, Did Hitler design that car? That sounds right. I cannot <laughs> confirm that though. But yeah. they also they set up, you know, like uh, they built huge vacation destinations, and so it was one of those things where it's like if we can if we can appeal to the people of Germany Who that we can win starving, them over. And they exactly. Or for twenty years because and, of the. Yeah, the depression. But we're, we're getting off topic again. Let's move back to America. America. God bless her.
1: Mm-hmm. So World War II is going on, right? And you have this huge cultural boom of propaganda. You have this huge cultural boom of keep your mouth shut, loose lips. Mm-hmm. They sink ships. Don't tell any secrets. Don't, don't let letters from your loved ones get out. Um, you know... Eat your rations. Don't ask for any more. Yeah,
0: it was conservatism.
1: Conserving everything for the boys mm-hmm. across the water. Yeah, and um, if you have any German neighbors or friends, fucking don't talk to them.
0: Yeah, I mean it's really like that though. I mean no, it always definitely like, was. Um, I actually saw this picture recently that really stuck with me, and it was um, it was uh, it was this sign on the shop in San Francisco the day after. Uh, Pearl Harbor happened, or a few days after Pearl Harbor happened, it was this huge, huge sign. It said, "It said, I am an American. and you know, It was hung on a supermarket of a Japanese American uh, store owner. And the saddest part about that is he's probably, he was probably put in oh he in gar- Guaranteed. The thing with San Francisco was really, really, was one of the worst cities it happened in. Well, it had a huge Asian population. It had a, hu- a huge Japanese population, and it was something like 99, 99% of them were taken and put into camps. Um, and it's just like, it's it's crazy when you think about how quickly we are to, you know, as Americans we pride ourselves on being like oh we're a melting pot, we're we're not one culture, we're many cultures and it's like, you know, the fact that we're so distrustful of I of, mean like you know, like not to be too political
1: about it but during 9/11 I swear we were a half a breath away from doing that to American Muslims, mm-hmm. it felt like you know, and
0: like, and for, and you know, even today, yeah, Islam is sort of outlawed. Yeah, it's bad. And I remember in 2011 when we were in uh, seniors in high school, uh, there was a huge debate going on in New York about there was a mosque that wanted to be opened up near the um, the site of the of Ground Zero of where the the two towers fell, and there was this whole debate about. Um, <clears throat> should it be opened up there? And eventually it wasn't like, it turned into this thing, well, is would it be safe for them to open That's up That's why
1: I was super against
0: that mosque being built. And a lot yeah. of people were like,
1: David, you are super liberal. Why would you not want that mosque to be built? And I was like, because everybody who walks into that mosque is risking their life every day because it's like a number yeah. one target of radical right-wing terror. And you
0: it's know. really sad we have to think that way. And I mean, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think, The reason I think it's so important to talk about what happened in World War II is because most people don't know. And here's the thing. This
1: is why we're historians. This is why history is one of the four fundamental subjects of American education, is despite what anyone thinks, yeah, the past is the past, we should look to the future, the problems of the past repeat themselves over and over again. And it's those who are unfamiliar with the past that go about creating these problems again. You know what I mean? The reason why we need to remember the events of the home front during World War II is because we are at war right now with the same problem, idealism. We weren't at war against Germans or Japanese. We were at war against Nazism and, like, socialist radicalism. And, you know, we're we're having another... um, we're having another ideological war right now, and we don't want to make the same mistakes we've made before. Hindsight 2020. is twenty twenty. Is twenty twenty, but you know what I say? What? There's
0: nothing wrong with perfect vision. <laughs> That's a good. I like that. <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's something. The the what happened, and so I think a common thing you'll set, you'll hear about these camps where we kept Japanese Americans, is that you know, oh, well, they weren't as bad as concentration camps. And you're right. They weren't as bad as concentra- concentration camps. We weren't actively trying to kill these people. We were trying to keep them separate from the population. But, but the their fact- rights were... Their rights were trampled. They were discriminated against. They, were they dis- just didn't have any rights. Exactly. And, like, the fact of the matter is that, yes, they weren't actively... Uh, you know... Murdered. Like, you, like yeah, Like they weren't actively murdered. But their humanity but, was taken away from well, them. Well, their humanity was taken away from them when they were forced to leave. They were forced out of their homes and their businesses. And those were, you know, those were seized up by their neighbors. Their rights as by Americans the banks. were infringed upon. Yeah. And what is our country founded upon?
1: Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But a lot of people don't know this. Originally... Yeah. It was life, liberty, liberty and property, property. <laughs> and those were the three basic tenets of American law and justice. And guess what? We crippled that yeah. by putting these Americans with Japanese ethnicity and heritage into
0: internment camps. Yeah, and you know? in, in, in these internment camps, it's not like they were treated, you know, great by any measure. They were no, they were put to work. They were put to work. They were. They were, you know, underfed. You, they were they were slaves. taken care of. They, they were, were slaves. I mean, it was... It's, and then when they were released, it was like, yep, sorry about all that. Forgive us. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, here, we're not going to give you anything. I mean, you uh, don't want to go back to Japan. But actually, um, I can't remember when it was. It was relatively recently, within the last like 20 or 30 years, we played the reparations to those that we held in tournament. Um, America paid reparations for yeah. something. Oh yeah! Wow! It was it's 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 it was nothing crazy, you know. It's not like it was a gift card to Outback. <laughs> <laughs> Go have a bloomin' un- on. Go have a on on us on, on us. Uh, love you, love <laughs> the love United America. States. <laughs> but we did put we we paid reparations for. it. But I mean that still doesn't it's, make up yeah, for it. Yeah, it's no. not okay. It's not okay because these are people who lost their businesses. They lost their homes. Because like, what are you gonna do? It's like I'm, I'm 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 just leaving for three years. Can you watch my stuff? Like. Yeah, the, the fact that the
1: Japanese people still have such a presence in America is totally astounding because yeah. any sane people... Not sane people, what sorry. What <laughs> I won't say any sane people. I'd say any person in that situation being probably. pushed to that limit would probably bail. Probably would have But no, and and they stayed and they forgave and they pushed to become like, you know once again, the status they were before, if not greater, (laughs) you know, Japanese Americans have contributed so much to society. If you want an in-depth look at internment camp conditions uh, for the Japanese Americans, I think George Takei, the uh, actor who played Sulu in the original Star Trek, uh, he was a Japanese American kept inside the internment camps. He recently, I think, published a memoir about it, and, um you should check that out because that's not an area of expertise that Stephen and I have, but it's something
0: we thought you might need to know yeah. about. And, and something interesting that uh, I read a few months ago, it was, uh, it was a newspaper, it was a San Francisco news article when they were uh, taking Japanese Americans out of their homes and businesses. And uh, what the, the, the last few lines read something like, um, you know, hopefully we can see you know, hopefully these people can like find it in their hearts to forgive us and like m- move back into this community at some point. Jeez. So it was like, it was crazy. And what like struck me at that point was I realized that it wasn't, you know, it was like the few that wanted these people out of there. Yeah. It was like, you know, the people in power that thought saw these people as a threat because they weren't their neighbors. Yeah. You know, like if like, th- that's the thing is like, if you live ne you know, if you lived, if th- these Japanese Americans were your neighbors, you would know that they weren't, they weren't, like, people that were trying to hurt you. Um, so I just thought that was very interesting, and something that really stuck out to me was that, you know, it was it was, it was was the few that wanted these people gone, not the many.
1: I mean, that's kind of the way it usually seems to go. Yeah. But enough of that topic. Let's talk about a different
0: topic. Okay, so um, how about we do something that I was just been recently thinking about. Just right now, off the cuffs. Off the cuffs. Um, and this is, this has to do with Nazi Germany. I'm uh-huh. very sorry, Dave. Dude, I'm all about Not that Nazi Germany. Um, how do you think the war would have been perceived if the Holocaust never happened? Well, here's the interesting thing about this, Stephen.
1: Yeah. Is, um, the, despite a lot of factors, I do still believe that the everyday person, uh, American and European... Um, and some Germans did not fully understand the extent to which the persecution of the oh, yeah. gypsies and Jews and homosexuals disabled. and Africans and, and all other yeah. um, sort of social, quote-unquote, pariahs, like they didn't ex- understand the extent to which it was being carried out. So when these camps were found abandoned... And the Jews inside were liberated. It really brought a third dimension, you know, to this war. Right. It was no longer a war of protecting our allies and protecting ourselves. It was protecting humanity. Right. Because it was inhumane what they saw, what humans were doing to humans. Yeah. You know, they treated them worse than dogs. They treated them... Like they didn't treat them
0: like people. Vermin. They, they, they treat, they treated them like they were just numbers that they have to get rid of. It's, 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 you know, it's awful. And like, I don't think, well, I don't think anyone, anyone who wasn't there to see it will ever fully grasp or understand how terrible it is. And we can only like, you know, we can only imagine. And like, I don't think, and it's really sad that as the years go by, we lose more and more people who saw that firsthand because their firsthand accounts if you've never gotten the chance to listen to someone who was either in a camp or liberated a camp talk to you, like if you like in person, then I mean, I, I highly suggest looking up a video of someone talking because it's like it's the closest we'll ever get to fully understanding, and more and more every year we lose those people. Um, so, wow, this is bumming me out, mad, mad hard. Uh, the The day that the last Holocaust survivor passes away. Is
1: going to be a very hard day for the world yeah. because there
0: are Holocaust deniers out which there, is, which is baffles like more than anything, more than any other conspiracy theory. That one is the one that that makes me sick to my stomach the most. I mean, and
1: our primary sources will be gone. Do you know what I mean? And uh, when I was a little boy in Sunday school, every year we would commemorate the Holocaust, and uh, we would have survivors come in and speak. And um, they would show us their number tattoos on their wrists, and they would tell us about um, how far into the system they had been processed, uh, if they were in camps or if they were in ghettos, and what it was like losing everything. Because the Jewish population in Poland and Germany and all these other places that were affected in Italy, um, they tended to be, um, on average, like more affluent and they are just being told, you know, you've lost everything. You are now this, and you are now a slave, and your life is, is worthless. And they were treated as less than human, and they have proof. You know, yeah. we have pictures, we have video, we have testimony from the perpetrators and the victims. Yeah. And people still don't believe it happens. They think it is the Jewish agenda. Which is... Now, let me tell you... The Jewish agenda for me and for every other Jew is to get up early, go down to the deli, get a nice bagel with lox and cream cheese, not too much. Life lesson, <laughs> always ask for cream cheese on the side. Trust me, some places, they give you more cream cheese than a bagel. I want to make that decision. You don't get to make that decision, Einstein. Einstein's Bagels guy, okay? They, they, they load up the... Oh, the they load Jesus the fuck up. Einstein. on Get it on the side, okay? Yeah. You know, uh... You know, whether, whether or not you fucking care about, you know, supporting Israel or whatever, okay? Uh, the Holocaust happened. Get over it. That is a universal truth as historians that we have accepted based on primary sources.
0: I mean, yeah, like, based on, like... Like, there isn't a source that denies it. That's, the crazy. Thing. Like, I don't understand how people deny it when there's literally not a source that that isn't a hundred percent proof right it's crazy to me it's like it's crazy to me you know what's crazy mm. is that um like
1: they claim this is the way off topic <laughs> people claim that the holocaust is fabricated to support the jewish agenda when, like, it's so obvious that denying the yeah. Holocaust is
0: only to support your anti-Jewish agenda. Yeah, really. It's like, well, it's what we were talking about <laughs> in the first History Hangouts. When you say, when it's like, when you say the South will rise again and you, you support the Confederacy, all you're really doing is, like, trying to mask the fact that you're a racist and you're supporting your pro-slavery, pro-lesser human, you know, agenda. There is no... Serious
1: historian who is accepted within the historical community who honestly claims the Holocaust never happened. Yeah. And I don't want to make parallels, but if there's nobody in a qualified source that accepts something, then why would you accept it, climate change deniers? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Um, so let's move back to my my original question like 20 minutes ago. Uh, how do you think the war would have been perceived Oh, now okay. if the Holocaust so, okay. never happened? Right? So it's definitely less of a good versus evil thing, right? Yeah.
1: I think that it's okay to kill millions of Nazis in video games and TV every day because like the Nazis were like... Evil. evil, right? But if the Nazis were okay, so like it's really hard to look at World War 1 because World War 2 happened, but yeah. try to think of World War 1 uh, in a vacuum. Right now you're like, yeah, fuck the Germans, they were evil and they did it again in World War 2. During World War 1, the Germans were just the Germans. Yeah. They weren't the Nazis, they weren't doing anything especially sinister, right? You know, the G- World War 1 started because like political alliances and assassination and stuff like that. Now, everybody was fucking everybody over during World War I, but it, it's just like another war. Yeah. People versus people. And well, I think that's kind of how it would have been perceived um, if the Nazi element was taken out, like not the, the anti-Jewish element was taken out. So we went to war, and we fought the war, and we did good, and we defeated the Nazis, because they were bad guys, you know? Yeah. But like, it might have just been another war,
0: you know? It could have just been another war. And that, and that's what I was thinking. I was thinking about, if you look at propaganda from World War One, how they will show it as this good versus evil thing. Yeah. Um, and then now we don't see World War One as being a good versus evil no, thing. No,
1: World War One we all kind of perceive as, like, kind of just, like... Shit just happened. Political war, right? Completely political. Yeah, and it was political war, and millions and millions of people died because of politics. And that's kind of how World War Two started to be. Yeah. We got involved in the war... Because two things. Political allies and Pearl Harbor. (laughs) So if Pearl Harbor never happened, I don't really think that the war could have been perceived so black and white. Because... okay, so Pearl Harbor and the Holocaust. Because despite what you think, Americans were doing terrible naval things to the Japanese before Pearl Harbor happened. Like... Technically, I think Pearl Harbor was a reaction. Yeah. To what? I think... Okay. I'm going to say pause right now. I'm pretty sure there's evidence that technically we attacked the Japanese first in like a mini skirmish. And that Pearl Harbor was their reaction. Now, was it a just reaction?
0: I ain't saying that. Probably not. Probably not. But I mean, if you think about it, it's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to say Pearl Harbor like, that the Japanese weren't like, you know, awful for what they did in Pearl Harbor. But at the same time, it's like, they didn't, they didn't firebomb Pearl Harbor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so like, like I think Pearl Harbor was a travesty. Thousands of Americans lost their lives. Um, Arizona. And and, but it was it was a purely like. I don't think it should be in the same category as the Holocaust when there was really, literally, no millions of civilians. I don't think I don't think anybody in their
1: right mind really compares yeah. the Holocaust and Pearl Harbor on the same level. I think Pearl Harbor is kind of like kind of compared to like the Lusitania and maybe like right, right 9/11 right. to some extent, but
0: uh but but nine eleven is is civilians again.
1: Yeah, well Pearl Harbor had a fair sh- a fair share of civilians that got killed.
0: Yeah, I mean the so did games Lusitania. At... Yo, don't get me started on Lusitania. This is the Lusitania cast. <laughs> My name is Dave. I'm, I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing the Lusitania episode probably for our next Misconceptions in History oh, episode. Stay tuned. But a Little Sneak peek. A little sneak peek. The United States three. knew that Lusitania was gonna get bombed and it had uh uh, you know, pieces of like they had, like, machinery... Or not machinery, but, like, weapons and ammunition that were she shipped to
1: Well, well let's pull it back here, Stephen, because you propose a very interesting uh, sort of query. Yeah. So, <laughs> World War Two's legacy is now this very much defensive human rights fight, okay? Yes. I think that we would have gotten involved no matter what, but we were waiting for something like Pearl Harbor. Like Pearl Harbor, yeah. To very clearly announce that it was, you know, we got to save ourselves, they're going to come after us, we're obviously the good guys, they're the aggressors, and then the Holocaust really was the kibosh on that good versus evil kick. But if those two events didn't happen, it you know its legacy would be that of World War One I, I think where it's yeah I agree I
0: think I think it would have been and I think, situational politics and like you got to think like I mean it's it's really hard because there's so many factors to imagine the world without it because you know the creation of Israel was greatly influenced by oh yeah by the Holocaust let me
1: interject real quick on yeah good point first point by claiming those two things were big catalysts in the black white debate. I'm not trying to undervalue the other kind of uh, horrific events that happened during um, World War II, be it the Japanese in China, the Italians in Ethiopia and Somalia, or any other like atrocities. The Americans in you know in America
0: yeah the, um, the, the japanese marching the american soldiers Yeah, that death march but but like death march. No, that was the japanese marching yeah, the yeah. americans yeah, that's why i said the japanese marching the americans yeah 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 okay the, the
1: so so i'm not trying to downplay any other of those great wartime tragedies but the american um, the american narrative of world war 2 is very much based on the holocaust and pearl harbor secondly um you made a point just then about, um, Israel yeah. and everything coming after that. And we have like this sort of prolonged, um, like, uh, history of, of the world because of the Holocaust, because of World War II. And it's like, World War Two really hasn't ended because the fighting in Israel yeah. is still happening and yeah. it's still like the same people, right? War, especially on a global scale, is really unique uh, as like a policy changing device. Yeah. Because unlike anything else that happens, a war changes everything. Yeah. It changes the way the world is. The 30 years war, the seven years war, The First World War and the Second World War um, really stand out in Western civilization as like the conflicts where the entire map of the world is redefined, Mm -hmm. and the alliances are redefined, and politics are redefined and reassigned, and every subsequent conflict are results of those greater conflicts right right World War Two is because World War One World War One is because of the imperialist conflict in Africa and Asia as well as alliance building in Europe resulting from things that occurred during the Seven Years War that were you know from other wars right and um, it's almost like it's, you could claim it as one big kind of global conflict. Because the sides change as they do.
0: Italy switched sides a couple World times in both wars.
1: Yeah, well,
0: it's really interesting that Italy jumped on board with the Allies in World War I. Um, because they saw the writing on the wall, which I mean, I guess was good on that. And like but. Russia bailed in World War I, but came back in
1: World War II, yeah. you know, and they had their own state of issues then. Which we will get to in the Russian Revolution cast next week.
0: Well, it won't be next week. but Bad history. <laughs> it's not going to be next week, but it's going to happen eventually. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Um, so that's like a really interesting way to think about these conflicts. It's sort of like pearls on a necklace of the greater political history of yeah. these countries.
0: And I want to say I had something to say and I completely forgot what I was going to say. It was going to be another point to bring up. I just needed to bring up that I had a point and I forgot it. Point noted. Yeah. Uh, if I think of it, I'll bring it up, but... But let's go
1: into that. You started talking about Israel. Yeah. Right? Now, Zionism was a movement that started in the late 18, early nine, 1900s, and it was that there needed to be a Jewish homeworld, homeworld, homeland, home world? because they were seen as outcasts among all of the world's populations. Uh, did you know that it was originally proposed to be in Uganda? Seriously? Dead serious. Really? That's crazy. Um, Now, this really (laughs) boils to a head, I guess, in Germany and Poland and other uh, Nazi-controlled areas during World War II, where the Jews were systematically rounded up and uh, either killed or put to work, much like other minorities as well people talk about the the narrative of the Holocaust as being a purely Jewish narrative and that as a Jew seems really unfair and I want
0: to bring that up so right Um, and this is actually something interesting because um, in one of my graduate classes that I took it was a it was a history of the um, it was a history of the United States United States history post 1945 uh, and we actually got on the topic somehow talking about the Holocaust and my professor present question why do we perceive the Holocaust as a Jewish narrative when in reality only they were only half of the people who were actually killed. I think it's because they were the majority. That was what I said. That's what, that was my point I brought up. I was like, I think it's easier to classify it as a Jewish, as, as as something that happened to the Jewish people as a whole, because they were 6 million of the 12 million where the other 6 million were, uh, African-American gypsies, mentally handicapped, uh, homosexual, homosexual, um, you know, the list goes on. Um, where the, you know, they, were, they were smaller portions of the whole that was the six million. Is gypsy a slur or Gypsy nah? is a slur now. It's Romanian. Or Roman. Roman. Rom. The rom. Roms, The in, Roms. In French, they're called Le Roms. Le Roms. Okay. Yeah, Romania, Romania is a country. They are the... Yeah, the, romans. the, roms, the yeah, roms. The Roms. the Roms. Sorry, um, people formerly known as yeah. gypsies. I, it was weird because the gypsies... We are very drunk now. I'm not. <laughs> I am. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway...
1: So let me talk, let's, let's talk about that, right? So, like, um, the Jews uh, were, like, you know, a, the, a really big target, and their narrative kind of survived as the Holocaust narrative. But the Nazis were sort of indiscriminate in who they disliked as long as they were different. Yeah. If you weren't white, if you weren't Aryan, if you weren't uh, Christian, if you weren't heteronormative, yeah if you weren't physically fit, yeah. then you were put on the shit list. Wasn't one of Hitler's like big lieutenants and one of his really good friends, uh, discovered as a homosexual and like I haven't heard about sent this. off to the camps.
0: It sounds right. That sounds like something that would happen But I Yeah, I'm this. pretty sure that happened.
1: And um and like prisoners of war too, right? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of poles were put into these yep. camps. Not like necessarily as death camp yeah. inmates, but work camp inmates. They are put into work camps, for right. sure. Absolutely. So the Holocaust, even though it's maybe like one of the saddest you know, narratives in uh, the world history... Maybe modern history. I think on the grand
0: scale, it's hard to say because we've had well, a lot
1: of bad well, shit. Happen. And it, it's
0: tough to it's tough to say when we don't we didn't have cameras and we wouldn't have people who are still alive. Like I mean, I think I think the, the you know the Holocaust is too fresh. Yeah. Well, like the you know like the 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 Genghis Khan. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 Trample through the through the through Asia into Russia was pretty brutal. Oh yeah, but but like you know,
1: it was really sad. I don't know where I was going on this. Um, Sucks. Yeah. It's not just a Jewish thing. It is a Jewish thing. It's not just a Jewish thing. And so that's something important to keep in mind. And uh, like this is not a unilateral conflict. It's not the Germans versus the Jews. You know, it's it was the Nazis versus people who were different. And it's not the Americans versus the Japanese. It was the Americans versus people who were different. Japanese, Germans. And kind of Jews at one point in America. They sent that ship away. I forget yeah. the name of that ship that came to America seeking refugee, full of Jews. They were like, hey, the Holocaust is happening. And America was like, we can't deal with it. So, yeah. Um, if you know the name of that boat, don't leave it in the comments. I'll look it up after the show. <laughs>
0: uh, so I just remember what I wanted to bring up. Let's hear it. So uh, I did a study I, did, I studied abroad in Germany. And the host family that I stayed with. What she looked like? What? What did she, My host family. What did she look what like? About the broad in Germany. Oh. What <laughs> 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 is that about? Um, yeah. Uh, Please. So the my my host mom, who was a um, a history teacher in Germany, and she did a lot of Whoa, research. Oh, that's rough. Yeah. She, <laughs> she she did a lot of research on the current state of nazism in germany and that there is still especially with the youth um it's still popular and it's still something that happens you know why why because germany is too fucking
1: pussyfoot to teach the actual history of world war Two. because you can't say the word nazi in germany you can't wear a sh- well not wear but like depict a, a swastika yeah. in any way Without getting fucking thrown in hate crime jail. Well, and that, Listen, that's- and that's the problem with censorship is when you censor things that happen, you forget
0: that they happen. Right. Well, that, that was her point, was that people are too afraid to talk about it and they're too afraid to recognize that it's happening. And so they don't recognize that it's happening. And because they don't recognize that it's happening, it continues to happen. Um, so I just thought that was something that was interesting that it's like, it's still a problem and it's not like a vocal problem because people are refusing to recognize it. Right.
1: Um, like, extreme uh, racist right-winged activities are, like, super prevalent in Central Europe nowadays. Like, especially in, like, Greece and, like, yeah. the Ukraine and Russia and Germany. Because there's no education on it, right? I would like to drastically change the subject, Stephen. let We have a very short amount of time left. I would like to talk about the fronts. Yeah, for sure. So, the American narrative of World War II is pretty much told on two fronts. The Japanese and the European front. And the more storied kind of, yay, front is definitely the European front, wouldn't you say? Yeah, for sure. Isn't that interesting? Isn't. That. Interesting. Correct. It's interesting, because why did we get in this war? The Japanese. The Japanese. Yeah. Yet, Band of Brothers, mm-hmm. fucking Dick Winners, and the Airborne, fucking
0: Bad Company. <laughs> what was more important, though? What, what, what front? What? What front was more important, do you think? Um, European or Japanese. I think
1: that... Okay. I think that the Japanese front was the front that had mostly the American like okay so like um, listen if you're from not America and you were on the allies we fucking saved your ass in world war 2 except that except that except that world war 2 was won by the Americans okay all right well, let, gonna, let me I'm now let me, let me let That's me good. continue all right, all right, all right. the only people really fighting in the pacific from the ally side, Chinese and the Americans, right? Well, yeah, it's because it was America's war, and the Americans pulled the fucking most of the weight. Uh, because and they in the bombs, but in the it. in Europe, we also had Russia, and the uh, the British, the British, the, Fr- the, Fr- and the Fr- French, the leftovers, the French leftovers from last night, which yeah. came out in a little doggy bag. <laughs> I'm sorry. So. <laughs> I think the uh, Japanese front was more important as a focus because we we were fucking carrying that weight, right? But the story of America in World War II, that's a fucking European story.
0: That's interesting, yeah, isn't it? It's really interesting. Do you think that's
1: because of the Holocaust? Because it yeah, was I th- so I think, I think the Holocaust- fighting
0: evil that the, the SS had skulls on their fucking hats? I think I think the Holocaust had a lot to do with it, and I think that I think that they were both important in their own right. Um, I agree. Mm. I agree with you that the Japanese the, the, the Japanese front on the Pacific, the were the Pacific front, I should say, is was really important because we were the only ones kind of holding it down, holding down the. But at the same time, in the European front, like. Like, let's look at the board here. We got Russia, who is literally hanging on to their goddamn bootstraps at Stalingrad. Yo, you better hold Yakutsk. Uh, we have... The risk board of the yeah. world. <laughs> we have, um... Well, I, I guess when we got there, Russia was on the counteroffensive. But we have Fran- France, who was invaded by Germany. Oh,
1: no. And you the, have the Germans, they are
0: here. And you have the French resistance... And then you have the British, who were bombed to absolute shit by the Germans. But the, their Air Force
1: kicked ass. Yeah, their Air Force was on point. Yo, you know, that's interesting that the British are always about, like, not foot soldiers. Yeah. The British always have, like, the best well, well, Navy, well,
0: the best well, Air, or, like, air the, Force. The, the, the British, like, the RAF don't really man. have a standing army. The RAF? Yeah, the Royal, Royal Air Force. Yeah, the did. RAF kicked ass. Yeah, well, like, the British don't really have, like, a standing army most of the time. Like, not compared to, like, other countries, because they don't need to. Do they you know who really... Navy in the Air Force. Who was really good? Huh. The Canadians. The Canadians did shit.
1: The Canadians did a fuck ton of shit. Yeah. Dude, God bless you, Canada. Canada I is, know, like, the best,
0: the best friend. I know Canada is, like... America's hat? It's not... Oh, yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's not. But you guys are fucking good. If you're Canadian... Yeah. I appreciate you're, you You're dude. cool with me You're like the America That I want America to be Except yeah. you're mostly
0: Uninhabitable <laughs> <laughs> You're like You're like Russia Where You're like 90% of you Is just like You're more like America's headband yeah. <laughs> You're not quite a hat <laughs> a, oh And then oh there's God. some Crazy fucking Frosted
1: <laughs> tips Coming on the top <laughs> God bless you Canada Canada's great Dude Um, um Speaking of Canada Yeah World War II. Canada fought in Europe. Yep. Did Canada fight in Japan on that
0: front? I don't think so. I don't think so. We, we can look it up afterwards. We're not going to look it up now because that defeats the whole purpose. You know what? God bless you, Canada. Yeah, Canada's great. Um, one thing that's really interesting that I don't think a lot of people know about is that the... the, the So you know how the German Air Force bombed this shit out of London, right? Oh, yeah. Um, it was really kind of a really, like... Pissy response to the fact that the German that the British wouldn't join the German fighting. Really? Yeah, like so, like so, like Hitler when he when he invaded Poland, he uh, predicted that the British were going to join up with him, that they were going to be his allies, and when That's they funny. did it, he got really really mad and just was like, all right, well, I'm just going to bomb London then. And so it was really funny that it's just kind of like this like like uh, crybaby response to the fact that. I want to end History
1: Hangouts Episode 2 on a happy note. Yeah, let's do it. That's always how I like to end these. Yeah.
0: What is your favorite thing <laughs> about World War Two, Steven? What is my favorite thing about World War II? Yeah. Like, hmm. Um, I really like the fact... I really like the video games. They have been fucking good video games. Nah, that's not my favorite part. Um, I think my favorite part, like, in terms of, like, What's your favorite part to learn about? My favorite part. Okay, my favorite part to learn about would definitely have to be um, probably pre World War Two, like the setup. The yeah. setup is definitely my favorite part to learn about. The pieces. Yeah, like like how we got to where we are because this is really interesting because it's so many components. Yeah. That led to World War Two. It's just like that's my favorite thing to learn about.
1: My favorite part about uh, World War Two is um, the. Uh, sort of like really interesting switch in military command, okay. so You know you've got not military commands sorry, military action, so in the Japanese theater You're pretty much island hopping right? Yeah, for sure. Jungle Island to jungle island naval battle naval battle planes over the water fighting right okay, that's real interesting. That's something America has not done yet but then in Europe War used to be fought out on an open plane, walking across a field against another equally sized force, mm-hmm. or with cannons against a, a like, Artillery fortified city, Artillery right? Array,
0: yeah.
1: There are battles in World War Two that take place on the corner of 4th and Weimacht, Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, people breaking windows out of um, bakeries and setting up sniper positions, right? Yeah. It took place in cities.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's,
1: I mean, not, I mean, it's not, not, it's not, cool. It's interesting how yeah. war, war evolved in to suit civilization becoming a more urban, uh, environment. Well, we're still
0: seeing that today in like, in like, it's Syria and
1: stuff. Yeah, definitely. But like how World War Two in Europe was almost like when you're not turning, counting like trench warfare. Or like um, Bastogne, yeah. or anything like that. They're they almost like street fights. You know what I mean? Especially guerrilla warfare. Especially during the German retreat and like the last months of the war, when you're they were closing in on either side it became it became a race between the Russians and the Americans Which to is see who could get to yeah. Brazil. Right? And they're just going to, to get, get to Brazil. Get to Berlin. <laughs> Jesus fuck. <laughs> they're like. There are tanks going down, you know, Main Street. Yeah. You know, like, that's crazy to think about today. Yeah. That's crazy to think about New York City like that, right? But that's how yeah. it was. Yeah. That's how
0: it fucking was, man. It's interesting. And, like, I think a common theme throughout, like, a bunch of episodes we talked about is that total war. Total fucking war. That dude. after Napoleon, it was not, no longer, there's no separation between civilians and just, say if you were fighting in a country if you were a civilian, you were, you know, you didn't have separation from that war.
1: It's, it's crazy. Like, in, in, like, all the depictions of the the Japanese warfare, it's, it's very hot, humid island warfare. Mm -hmm. And in Europe, it's always... In towns. In towns and cities... In fields, in farms, you know, like there are signs of life everywhere, and it's like a real change of pace for war, and that's that. I think that's super interesting. That like what it takes to adapt to that. You know, you've got parachute guys landing in the middle of France during D Day. Not knowing where they're supposed to go, having to ask like farmers, yeah. "Where's the beach?" <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> "Où est la plage?" <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, "I don't know, man. Fucking going away. Give me some. Give me some of that brick chocolate. The brick chocolate. Give the
0: <laughs> fucking brick chocolate to the kid. <laughs> oh shit. We gotta end this because we're just." rambling thanks for listening to episode seriously, two. seriously this has been
1: she's gonna fucking cut me off
0: thanks for listening <laughs> to episode two of history hangouts yeah thank you guys my name's uh, dave my name's steven and uh check sh- us out on the facebook Well, yeah we we got a, like we got a facebook page um youtube twitter youtube we got twitter uh, bad twitter. history podcast for twitter. facebook
1: twitter.
0: twitter is dig it Bad History, cast. we got a website. Go on my MySpace, yeah. like my uh, videos, my music, my local band. Web website, if you want to go podcast com. we haven't set
1: that up, we will.
0: I'm but that's sorry. set up. Is it? Yeah. Do
1: we have pictures? Maybe. I've got, I've got, yeah, i mean the episodes and shit on there. Oh, that's really cool. I haven't been
0: there yeah. yet. But yep, yeah, so if you want to check us out there, Please do. If you, it would be super, super cool to leave a rating and review on iTunes. That's always awesome. Please. If you do, if you read a review and it's really cool, I will read it out on the show. We've got a
1: few of them. I will read those out on the show. Ne- next show, we'll probably do that. I'm looking at you, Japanese music star 8307. He left us a great review. You know what he said? What? He said, I like this show. These guys are funny. Five stars. Good job. Cool. I didn't read that one, but all right. It's because it's not real. But imagine yourself, (laughs) Japanese star, music star. 830. 830. That could be you. That's his area
0: code, by the (laughs) way. Shit. I don't know where that is. I don't know where that is either. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time.